Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And today we are going to talk about the power of gratitude with my new friend, Louis Schwartzberg. And we've talked a lot on this podcast over the last couple of years about inner freedom and specifically how you can gain the freedom to choose how you feel and how you experience every moment of your life, regardless of your circumstances. Well, choosing to maintain a state of authentic gratitude can be one of the most beneficial states of consciousness that we can choose, especially when we're enduring difficult times. But that's when it's the most difficult to maintain that state of gratitude. And that's why I brought on today's guest. Few people know this better than Louis Schwartzberg. He grew up with parents who survived the Holocaust and he learned the power of gratitude from a very young age. You'll hear some of those stories today. He is an award-winning cinematographer, director, producer, and visual artist who tells stories that celebrate life. And listen to this. He's also produced three TED Talks that have over 60 million combined views. That tells me that what Louis has to say is really resonating with people, and I hope that it will with you today. We're talking about the power of gratitude. He has a new film that just came out, which we'll talk a little bit about, called Gratitude Revealed, and make sure you check that out as well. Before we dive into the episode, I want to take just a couple of minutes to thank our two sponsors. First and foremost, Organifi, our longtime sponsor, and they make the highest quality nutritional supplements and superfoods made from whole food ingredients, not synthetic vitamins, and I've incorporated these into my life for over half a decade, literally. From their plant-based protein powder, vanilla and chocolate, I prefer vanilla personally, to their critical immune supplement that I take daily to stay healthy and avoid getting sick. If you want a healthy, natural, convenient way to boost your health and your energy, head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal. And then use the code Hal, H-A-L, at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. And I hope you find something there that you love. And then last but not least, our newest sponsor, quickly becoming just, I'm a big fan of this company and their products. It's Cured Nutrition. And they make, it used to be two. Now it is three products that I take daily. The first is called Rise. It's a natural supplement that helps boost energy performance and cognitive function. Second product they take is called Aura, which supports gut health and immunity. And the third is CBN oil. Actually, I take that back. It's, they're called nightcaps. And that's one of the ingredients is CBN oil, which has a sedative effect. And I've been sleeping like a baby, as I've been telling you the last few weeks. Head over to curednutrition.com forward slash Hal. That is C-U-R-E-D, curednutrition.com forward slash Hal. And use that same code H-A-L, Hal, at checkout and get 20% off your entire order as a listener of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. All right, without further ado, let's talk to the one and only Louis Schwartzberg about gratitude's power revealed. 
All right, Louis Schwartzberg, we're here. We finally made it. Yep. Good to be with you, Hal. Yeah. And we owe this all to Josh Eidenberg, our mutual friend who introduced us. And how long have you known Josh, by the way? Oh, gosh. A little over a year. I met Josh through his uh, partner, Brianna. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Brianna um, actually heads up our, our Miracle Morning education department where she brings the Miracle Morning to schools around the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that book. It's incredible. Really great program. And well, both of them, I think, have a ton of energy. Yeah. I think if we could bottle it, we could we'd solve the energy crisis. Yeah, totally. No, I'm so grateful to have them on my team. And Bree was first, and she said forever, you know, you you need to you need to work with you need to hire Josh. He's brilliant. And when I finally discovered how brilliant he was, I go, well, that that's what a great yeah. fit. You see the mushroom over my shoulder? That's like a big print that Josh made. And when you he's got that app. It's our moving art app. But if you point your phone over it, it's just got a hidden QR code. And then that mushroom will turn into a time-lapse shot. Ah, which is your background, right? Yeah. Actually, let's talk about that. So so what I wanted to talk about is Josh sent me this film that you just released, Gratitude Revealed. And gratitude is a huge part of my life. I mean, it's a fundamental part of my life. In fact, one of the quotes that was shared in the film from William Blake, gratitude is heaven itself. And I really believe that, right? To the degree that you're grateful for what is happening in the moment, determined, I mean, that's heaven on earth, right? If you're fully present, fully grateful. So I love the film. I just, I've been watching it. I I watched 30 minutes a day for the last three days. Um, I like (laughs) to watch movies that way during my lunch break. And uh, so I finished the last 30 minutes this morning. And uh, yeah, fantastic film. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. But talk about your background with moving moments and time-lapse photography. And I guess let's lead up to, you know, how did you end up making a documentary on gratitude? Yeah. Sure. Well, I think it all really started when uh, I was a young kid in Brooklyn. My parents were Holocaust survivors. So growing up under their roof, I learned a lot about how they appreciated all the little things in life, you know, food on the table, a roof over their head a steady job, the miracle of being able to have children after what they went through. And I think that's always inspired me to tell stories about people who overcome adversity mm-hmm. and have hope and resilience in their life. So that court has kicked me off to when I went to UCLA. I was going to be, I think, a lawyer. I was a poli-sci history major, but then the anti-war protests were happening on campus. Mm. So why, how could I study the French Revolution when there's the revolution happening literally right outside my door? So and that I was quickly, what what time frame? That's like 1970. Okay. 1971. So I I had to learn photography. I couldn't just grab my phone. And I started to document the uh, police brutality against the students on campus that are being arrested for protesting against the war. I found out that doing a photo essay was a lot easier than writing a paper. <laughs> so I handed in these photo essays to my poli-sci class. And I, I eventually found my voice through mm-hmm. photography, and then photography led me to filmmaking. Filmmaking led me to wanting to shoot the highest quality resolution because I was enamored with people like Ansel Adams and Edward Weston. That turned me on to nature. But in order to shoot high quality 35 millimeter movie film back then, there were no cameras that, would, that could do time lapse. And I was really fascinated with altering time and scale. And so I kind of pioneered the whole idea of 35 millimeter time lapse. I retrofitted these old, old cameras that had a really good movement, used still camera lenses, and um, pioneered the whole idea of taking 
stop motion cinematography outdoors. It always been done indoors with animation, you know, mm. in cells like Disney, etc. And we had these giant AC motors, you know. But we actually built the motor that was built on flashlight batteries. Coincidentally, 25 years later, somebody manufactured a battery-powered single-frame motor for a movie camera, and it got the Academy Award for Technical Achievement. Wow. So um, it was just something I was fascinated with. The other reason, I mean, so anyways, it was about a sense of wonder. It also had a lot to do with economics, because even back then, film was $100 a minute. Or, you know, purchase the raw stock, develop, and process. And so when you shoot time-lapse, you only shoot one frame, and then you pause. Yeah. And then you shoot one frame. So I, it would take me maybe a month to shoot a four-minute roll of film. Mm. And I was living in Mendocino, part of the back-to-the-land movement, no phone, no TV, no nothing. Nice. But I was able to just, you know, capture the, the magic moments of you know, sunsets and shafts of light and forests and flowers growing. And that kind of set me on this journey of telling stories that take an audience through time and scale. Mm. Yeah, and it was probably a year ago that Josh started sending me your video, you know, your time-lapse videos of, you know, flower blossoming over the course of a few minutes. I would imagine, speaking of heaven, you must, like, the technology available now (laughs) for what you do... You know, compared to what it was in 1970, I mean, I, I can only imagine. Let, let me ask, like, what, uh, yeah. what is? Do you appreciate that technology? I mean, I'm sure you do in some ways, but is there a certain also appreciation of like how you had to scrap together to figure it out and make it happen back when that technology didn't exist? Yeah, I think being creative when there's like limitations to what you yeah. can do is, is a good thing. But the truth is, I mean. In terms of shooting, let's say, a time-lapse flower, there's not a lot that's changed. The yeah. biggest investment is your time, yeah. which is why I've had cameras rolling 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop, for four decades. Because wow. now I'm shooting, let's say, with a still camera that's digital. And so what's the, the big difference is, I'll tell you what the big difference is. Back then, I had little money and a lot of time. Now yeah. I've got more money and less time. <laughs> <laughs> But the time, that's why I'm rolling all the time, because I basically get two seconds of screen time in a 24-hour period on average. Wow. Okay? So if you want to take a wild guess, in 40 years, how much time-lapse mushroom and flower footage do you think I have shooting nonstop, round the clock? I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. About 20 hours. 20 hours. (laughs) So I squeezed 40, uh, 40 years, 40 into, years 20 into 20 hours. hours. That's incredible. That's incredible. So fast forwarding to yeah. present time. Yeah. Why make a film about gratitude? Why make a documentary gratitude revealed? Uh, why now? What, where, and how yeah. did that, you know, how did that begin? Sure. So as I said earlier, because of the, my upbringing with my folks, I love telling stories about people who overcome adversity. I love the whole idea that from ashes comes rebirth. It's really the story of what occurred, I think, with the folks that survived the Holocaust, you know? But I've seen that story over and over in nature. I've seen that story when I was shooting a lot of, like, network promos for, you know, NBC and ABC back in the, again, in the the, early 80s. A lot of the downtown areas across America had been gutted and burned, and people moved out of the inner city, went to suburbia. But then there was this resurgence where young people started to move back. So whether it's a city, whether it's a flower, 
this whole idea of regeneration and rebirth is something that fascinates me, whether it's nature or people. So I've, as I travel across you know the country doing lots of jobs and I'm on, on my own, I was always looking for these stories of remarkable but extraordinary people who aren't famous, okay? Yeah. Who are amazing in, in what they do, and especially focusing on this idea of overcoming adversity, but having a ton of hope, joy, and resilience in their lives. So I've been kind of capturing these magic moments. And then when COVID happened, after we had released Fantastic Fungi, which was a, a huge success by going grassroots on our own, well, I really couldn't be out there filming. And I thought, this is the perfect time to finally edit the movie. I did a, a TED Talk in 2014. It's a short about gratitude. It went viral. It's gotten almost 20 million views. Wow. And and people you know share it all the time. They go, oh, wow, you did a gratitude video. Or, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I said that to my, my brother and my sister and my friends. So And so many people, even in, in HR and healthcare, say they use it over and over in their business meetings. So I knew there was something there, obviously. And then, therefore, I said, now's the time to do it. Because with COVID, I was able to hunker down in my studio, put together these little pearls of wisdom from remarkable but extraordinary people that aren't famous yeah and um and make the movie well and so that is what i thought was one of the things i really appreciated is that you interviewed a lot of you know not famous regular folks and and just yeah. the the simplicity and the things they were grateful for but you also interviewed well-known yeah. like deepak chopra for example right? right i'm actually i'm reading his book right now metahuman so it was like perfect timing uh as i watched that well what would you say was what was the biggest theme that emerged or some of the biggest themes uh, amongst whether it was Deepak Chopra or just the yeah. uh, not famous folks that you interviewed in terms of gratitude? I would say that one of the biggest themes, is, it's also a reflection of how the work you do, mm-hmm. is that it's actually, you know, scientifically been proven that it's good for you. Yeah. That it, you know, if you practice gratitude, it's good for your health. It's good for your heart. It's good for longevity. It's good for your joy and your your mental and, and physical well-being. Yeah. Now, there are many ways to get there. We cover topics like generosity and, and courage, love, connection. I think these are all overlapping elements that, in my opinion, add up to gratitude. I'm not a, a, a positive psychology expert. This is just sure. from my own personal gut. But all those things, I think, add up to this umbrella called gratitude. So I went off in these different directions, letting people talk about courage, fear, generosity, love, connection, laughter, whatever those topics were yeah. that I think are the building blocks so that we can understand that in all those different wavelengths or directions, they do build up to the ultimate thing. The ultimate is gratitude, which is simply saying thank you and being mindful and, and and having that expression that pulls you out of a negative spiral. Yeah, I've found that, you know, for me, gratitude is just the mm-hmm. foundational lens that I experience every moment through, including mm-hmm. the difficult ones. Like when I had cancer and I was on chemotherapy and I was sick and I, I, I was in pain, I felt terrible. I was even in tears at moment at times and I was expressing gratitude for every moment for the pain because growth comes through pain, right? So yeah. if you can be... And also, if you can be grateful for the challenges in the midst of the challenges, 
I think it takes the sting out of it, right? It, it just it yeah. completely. In fact, more than that, it it reframes the entire challenge. It creates a new context. Like, wow, I, this is hard. In fact, it's the hardest thing I've ever been through. But I'm grateful for every moment because it's shaping me into the person that I'm going to be the rest of my life. Right. Thank you for this pain. Thank you for this time. Right. And it's a quick note. People always use this phrase. It's not a cliche, but a cliche is the truth told many times, but you always look back at a situation like that, or even a lesser one that's, you know, that you call it a blessing in disguise. You know, you got fired for that job and yeah. you got a better job or somebody broke up with you and you yeah. found somebody better. And when you, and at the moment it's like terrible, yeah. it's hard, you know, but then when you look back, there's this, this the common phrase that it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. On that note, you know, like the, the phrase hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You talk about cliche. Hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. I've always thought, wait, but why wait until some distant point in the future to look back and see the the perfection of this moment, right? The mm-hmm. the the gift in this challenge. Why wait? Why don't you? It's for me. I want to bring that hindsight into the into the present always and go. What's great about this moment? How can I? learn, grow, evolve because of the challenge that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you kind of a kind of an interesting chicken or the egg question yeah. regarding gratitude. Right. This came up for me when I was watching the film. So here's the question. What comes first, gratitude or things to be grateful for? I think I would probably say that in the in the moment, things to be grateful for inspires your curiosity and your sense of wonder and your engagement. For me, gratitude is usually a reflection of you know looking back and savoring that experience. It it warms my heart. I kind of don't always feel that appreciation is what I feel in the moment. The difference between appreciation and gratitude and gratitude is something when I have a chance to look back and go, wow. That like last night I had you know dinner with my family for a young kipper, mm. and it was really beautiful. And I know I'm gonna have memories of last night's dinner with my grandchildren that's gonna warm my heart. And when I have that feeling, I'm gonna be really grateful. Mm. Well said. Well said. The film talked a lot about the correlation between gratitude and happiness. I've pondered before that relationship, that correlation, and I've, I've at one point I came to a, I don't know if conclusion is the right word, but kind of a conclusion. I go, I think gratitude might be the highest form of happiness, right? Like when you're, when you're, you know, like, hey, I'm happy, but when you're, but I'm grateful. It's like you're, you're going. I don't know if highest is the right. It's more deepest, right? The deepest form of happiness is a heartfelt soulful <clears throat> gratitude. And one of the things that was talked about in the film is that the the more we have, in fact, let me, I wrote this down. I don't know the gal's name, but she said, yeah. gratitude is an interesting thing because it arises naturally in conditions of scarcity. Yeah. Right? And it was the idea that when you have so much, right? Yeah, I got all the things I need. Right. You just you start to take them for granted. The more you have, the more you take things for granted. The less you have, the more you appreciate and, and and feel grateful for the little things that you have. And I think in today's society, even a person, you know, living near the poverty line has more than somebody living a hundred years ago, right? And so they're often we're complaining about what we don't have 
versus being grateful for what we do have. So I wanted to ask you about that correlation between gratitude and happiness and just hear your perspective on it. And obviously that's, I'm sure, been informed by, you know, by the documentary that you made. Yeah. <clears throat> well, again, I think happiness is a feeling. It, it's, a, it's a momentary feeling. But like I think Brother David says, what we're looking for is a lasting happiness. And I think that's what, what gratitude is. And I feel like you're, you're really right about the point on scarcity. I mean, if you're hungry and somebody gives you a meal, you're totally grateful. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a lot of us are not very mindful when we're having a meal. Like, yeah. where did it come from? And what was the effort behind it? Because most people now can, in America, can have a meal and, and not feel like they're starving to death, you know? Yeah. And so they don't even appreciate it anymore, that the fact that they've got food. I feel that's sort of the uh, the goal, is to just become more present, more aware, and, and just to appreciate the fact that these things, you know, shouldn't be taken for granted. I mean, COVID was a good example where, you know, what you took for granted, having dinner with friends and family. Yeah. Hello. Be being able did to leave ever your house. Think, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, w w did we ever think that was a big deal? Yeah. If anything, we hate it. Oh, fuck. I got to have like <laughs> my family's coming over. You know what I mean? It's like, uh. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. it was like, now it's like a precious thing that's come back into our lives that you can gather or go out. To, and then when we had fires here for a while in, in California, we lost blue sky. Mm. Another thing we took for granted. Mm. So it's when things disappear, and then you talk about your health, you got a trillion cells in your body that are working in harmony. And only when things go bad do you realize the gratitude, the fact that it's all working miraculously, that it's all in harmony. How does that happen? But yeah. when things go wrong, then you become aware how what a miracle it is that that you're alive. Yeah, right. You said, yeah, you said something a minute or two ago on uh, on being present. Presence. I think that that there that is such a crucial component of gratitude, right? And and, it, and yeah. it's slowing down and being present. And I anybody listening right now, like really think about how this can apply to your life. For me, that's why I need a daily gratitude practice, right? Like that's number one. Every morning during my miracle morning, I start every day by journaling some things I'm grateful for, and I try to get obscure, right? Like it's easy to say my family, you know, this that. I try to like get not not obscure, but real specific and real like yeah. you know the the bite the first the first sip of my smoothie i get to take this morning right mm -hmm. and that's an interesting point too is i've i've actually tried to uh, yeah you're drinking the green smoothie there there you go um but i've actually tried to to have gratitude express and experience gratitude for things that haven't happened yet right and that 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 smoothie sip is the is an example right i am i'm grateful and i'll put my hand on my heart i'm grateful for the first sip of smoothie that I'm going to have in about, you know, 47 minutes, right? And and then I'll literally sit there for a minute and feel it. And then what that does is it transforms the impact that that first sip of smoothie has in my life. All of a sudden, mm. I feel the texture on my tongue and the cold on my mat like it's this amazing miraculous moment. And so it's being present to that moment, but but then that that kind of advanced gratitude practice mm. of going, I'm going to be grateful of something that has not yet happened that I'm going to make happen 
later today. Or, you know, I'm going to be grateful when my kids, I'm grateful for that moment that I get to wake my kids up this morning or have them come downstairs. I'm grateful to kiss my wife, right? Like express gratitude, not just for things that have already happened or, or are happening now, but the things that are going to happen in the right. day. And for me, that, that morning gratitude practice is so important because it's kind of a foreshadowing of being grateful and present for things that are to come. I'm wondering if your gratitude, well, what your gratitude practice is, if you have one, and how it might yeah. have changed uh, or been informed by the film. Well, I never really thought about the fact that I call it, that it's a gratitude practice, but my morning practice is I do go down to my studio and I take a look at my time lapse setup and I, I look at whether or not the flower opened or not or huh. whether it's still in frame or whether it's in focus. And if it did open, how beautiful is it? You know, because that puts me in sync with life flow energy. I want to be part of that energy of organic plant energy that's saying, I'm alive. I'm going to flower. I need, I need to reproduce. I love being a part of that. That's why I love to garden, to be part of that energy. So that's, that's how I kind of start my day. And, yeah. and like you, I do think about all the, the little things. But in a way, you talked about being grateful for something about to happen. When I look at that flower and I realize that flower someday is going to become a fruit, for example, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's going to be a, a strawberry that I get to eat when that flower evolves. And I understand the incredible symbiotic relationships between the animal world and the plant world, how you know insects pollinate these flowers, and we are the beneficiaries of that. All of that is in the future. So I'm looking at more than just the beauty of the flower. I realize that it is going to be food for me to eat. It's also going to be food for the bees to take home to feed their babies. And I'm just aware of this enabling of, of, of life force energy being shared from one kingdom to another. Mm. Mm. I love that. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Something that just came up for me is that if someone is listening to this or for or you, Louie, or me, that to transform the our quality of life internally, mentally and emotionally, that gratitude can do that, right? That presence can do that. You know, for example, if you just, you know, oh, I'm gonna eat the food so I can get to the next thing and then check my email, and you're just, you're just rushing through each and every day, which so many of us do without being yeah. present, without being mindful, that's a really limited quality of life because you're not really experiencing life. You're just focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. But if you could imagine, right, and just imagine taking a bite of food and being in a state of gratitude, right? Like think about gratitude as a state of mind. And as you take that bite of food and being so grateful as you watch it coming toward your mouth slowly, and then as you, you know, you scrape it off the fork with your teeth, and then mm, you close your eyes, you, you feel the texture, you taste it, right? How much richer was that bite of food because you were in a state of gratitude as you consumed it right. versus a state of rushing, you know, a state of right. stress, a state of right. whatever, right? Eating as, a, as an ends to a mean versus the experience itself. Right. But, but Hal, there's, yeah. there's another, I think, giant benefit from that. Yeah. Certainly being present and appreciating the moment of that experience. But I think being grateful for me 
especially, it can also stop you from being in a negative spiral or ruminating over something that's bothering you because you can't just say stop thinking about it. But what you can do is go, what can I be grateful for? Mm. And what that does is it stops that negative energy because that can't do both at the same time. You know, so all of a sudden I go, well, wait a minute, just it, it, it kind of puts it on pause. Yeah. And I go, what can I be grateful for? Well, I got fingers that move. I'm yeah. breathing. Oh, wow. Look at the sun coming through that tree over there. How beautiful is that? And and then before I know it, I've stopped that energy of, of, of obsessing, ruminating, being in a rut because somebody said something negative to me or because somebody scratched my car or because of something bigger than that. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's an amazing tool because we all experience these negative um, moments, you know, it's easier for the brain to go negative than it is to go positive. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about this thing about gratitude. It is a muscle. Like you said, it's a practice mm. that you've developed. You, yep. you have to, it's like a workout. You got to do it and develop it because the, the primal brain, it's easy to go to fear. It's easy to go to things that are negative for survival. And then all of a sudden the sun did come out. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it light you up. Oh, look at that. That's pretty amazing. The sun came through the window. I may have to pull the shade down. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, you know, like what I was saying, it um, it shifts your point of view. And what a great thing to be able to have something in your back pocket. Yeah. Look, I'm, right now I'm stressing. I'm having a bad time. We all have it. I have it. You have it. We all have it. But how do you flip the switch on that? Yeah. And to have something that is your go-to that works, that is a miracle. You know, you're totally right because I, like gratitude and stress, for example, can't really coexist simultaneously. Right. You know, and like you said, that if you're feeling stressed or upset about a situation and then you go, what can I be grateful for? You immediately just flip it, right? It's like you're swapping the, 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 the detrimental, you know, mental or emotional state with yeah. a really <clears throat> positive, empowering, calming, peaceful emotional state in gratitude. And I think about it like what you said made me think about in a relationship, right? If you're, let's say you're fighting with your significant other, you know, and you're upset at them and, oh, they make, they drive me crazy. And then somebody were to come in and go, hey, what about them are you grateful for? You know, I don't want to think about that. I'm mad, right? And go, (laughs) okay. But if you had to, if you had to get in that state of gratitude, well, gosh, dang it. They take such good care of me and they're, they've been here with, they're so loyal and, you know, right? Like, I mean, all of a sudden, these this these angry feelings towards this person, you're just switching it, as you said, with gosh, yeah. they are pretty great. Hmm. This is right. a moment in time, not a life, right? I love that. That's why that's why I, depending on the therapist, I'm not a giant fan of couple therapy. <laughs> it's, it's like it forces people to come together sometimes and talk about what they don't like about each other. Totally. And totally. we all have things we don't like about each other. And so what they rarely do is what you described. Let, let's talk about what we do like about each other because it's never a perfect relationship. And yeah. that's what has to happen as opposed to trying to dig out the dirt. Yeah, and you think about that. Like I, if you imagine couples therapy, right? Uh, and I, years ago, we, my wife and I did, we, we, we'd done that a couple different times. But you think about if, if a couple is complaining about each other, right? They're getting mad. You know, and I've been there where like, you know, she's talking and you're like, what? And you're just biting your tongue because you're like, that's 
bullshit. Like that's not what happened. Right. And, um, but if you picture a couple on a couch and the therapist goes, what do you really love and appreciate about each other? Picture how that energy between that couple completely shifts, completely right. changes as one person shares what they're grateful for and appreciate with the other person, the other person. So the person sharing feels that gratitude and they get to experience it. Right. And this was talking yeah. about film that when you express gratitude, both people benefit. Right. You're expressing right. it and experiencing it. And then so the other person is as well. Right. That couple on the couch, the person sharing, well, I guess I really love and appreciate this and this. They feel good sharing it. And then the person, of course, feels great receiving it. So yeah, right. gratitude is it's such an, you know, it's just it's such a magical quality that uh yeah. that I think is under underutilized. And to add just a little nuance to that point, mm. so when you can express gratitude to somebody else, you're saying thank you. I really appreciate who you are or what you did. But at the same time, you're also saying you gave some of your time, some of your energy to me. So it's self-validating yourself because mm. you were able to dedicate, you know, your your presence to me. That therefore I must be worth something. Mm. You know? mm. Because yeah. you were willing to give me something, and I'm thanking you for that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's goes a beautiful both ways. Absolutely. Another thing that was said in the film that I wrote down. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. The, one of the reasons the film took me three days to watch is I was taking so many notes <laughs> that uh, I kept pausing it and rewinding it and playing it. You know, like writing stuff down. But um, this this woman said a person's happiness is best predicted by the breadth and the depth of the connections to the people around them their social ties. So I'd love to hear your perspective on the role that relationships and community yeah, yeah. play in our overall mental and emotional well-being, how that ties into gratitude, but really just talking right. about relationships and community. Yeah. Well, again, with the pandemic, what did we discover? Other than you know, those that got severely sick and died, most of us suffered from the idea of disconnection. And that disconnection created a tremendous amount of despair. You know, and we didn't, again, something we took for granted, not being able to get together with friends and family, workers, whatever it was. So we need that. And also when you study the blue zones, blue zones, are, you know, people yep. research these areas of the world where people live the longest. One of the tenets of, of what works in these areas is their connection to community. And that's why people live to over 100 years old. So we're hardwired for connection. It's in our DNA. I mean, if you think of, look at the human species, we don't accomplish much on our own. You don't. You wouldn't build New York City on your own. I mean, I mean, anything that what what humans are really good at is cooperation and adaptability. You know, we're not the strongest. We may not be the smartest. We're not the fastest of all species on this planet. But we are really good at cooperation and working together. And that's one of our, I think, not only a skill set but a need. And that's why. You know, I mean, the worst thing that can happen to anybody in prison, and there really is torture, is, you know, solitary confinement, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's the worst punishment they give somebody. So, yeah. anyways, connection is important, and, and that does enable not only people, but, you know, I did Fantastic Fun Guy. You know, I showed the, the mycelial network underground, how there is this, you know, underground network that connects trees and plants to each other. So it's a shared economy where ecosystems flourish by being connected, you know, yeah. not based on greed, but by sharing. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we also need. We are part of nature. We need social structures 
and governments and systems and societies that mirror that. That when we all when we all benefit, everybody benefits. And that's an example of a forest. It's a community. Yeah. It's not a bunch of trees. It's a community. Yeah. You meant you've mentioned COVID a couple of times, and something that came up for me, kind of on behalf of our listeners, I know that a lot of people have had a lot of relationships broken as a result of COVID, right? And and all the other yeah. d- division in the world, you know, politics and all this and right and left and this and that. And how might gratitude heal a relationship? Uh, and I ask that question, I see it from two perspectives, right? So one is what we talked about earlier, which is like, if you change your perspective and instead of, and, and if you're upset about someone, this person, how could they do this? And how could they have abandoned me? Or how could they judge me? Or how could they? And then you shift to gratitude internally. You can feel different about that person and change how you experience yeah. them. My other yeah. thought is wondering how expressing gratitude to the people that have in your life that may have said, you're not allowed to come to Thanksgiving or, you know, or whatever, but actually instead of hating on them because of what they did, almost forgiving them, expressing gratitude as a way to reconnect. So I'm just, this is coming up for me yeah. and I'm wondering what your thoughts yeah, yeah. are on how gratitude well, can be a bridge. Yeah, I think I think the film is a great bridge, first of all, because I did shoot a lot of people in quote-unquote red states in the South, et cetera. And we get to realize that, you know, they're just another version of, of us, you know, because hmm. they're just, they may sing differently, eat differently, get together differently. So first of all, I would say that when you're challenged like that, then you can be grateful for the fact that they're giving you a challenge. Here's someone who's talking to me maybe about gun control. You know, maybe I've got an opposite point of view. And so I have to be grateful that I get to hear his point of view and that I need to be able to, it's a challenge for me to understand and a challenge for me to bridge to see if I can get him to understand. And one of the ways of doing that would be to say, you know what, I really think that it's great that you get to go out and, you know, hunting, you know, with your kids and stuff. But if we don't, you know, protect that lake from pesticides going into the lake, we're not going to have ducks to hunt anymore. So you have to find a bridge that says, look, we both love our children. Mm. We want that. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. But one of the things I'm trying to share with you is we have to be mindful of how we take care of the environment. So it's better than me coming on to him as a Hollywood Jewish environmentalist, which is making like react and not hear a word that I'm saying. I'm saying, no, I think it's great that you want to share your culture, your upbringing, your your history, and you want your kids to have the same way of life that you do. I respect that. I really do. And I, and But let's all kind of work together to ensure that you can do that. And one of the things we have to be careful of is we want to have a sustainable environment so that your kids can eat the food that you eat, can do the activities that you do, that's a way to create a bridge. Yeah. I love that. I, and I, I know, I think for me, if you can, when, when someone expresses that they appreciate you or what they're grateful for, you feel connected to them, you know? And yeah. so that, that would be my thought for anybody that's listening that has any relationships they really want to repair. Or if you have any that you thought you didn't want to repair before this episode, but now I'm inviting you to consider, well, hey, maybe the relationship is more important than being right. Maybe the other person is doing the best they can with the knowledge and the information that they have, even though you might right. think you know better, right? So really coming from a place of compassion, 
Um, yeah. But then expressing gratitude. Hey, mom, I know we've had some difficult stuff or hey, brother, sister, whatever, neighbor. But you know what? I was really thinking about you and and what you've meant to my life. And I'm so grateful for X, Y, Z, for this experience, for this thing you did. And I right. just want to let you know that I, you know, how, how much when I think about it, I'm so grateful for the relationship that we've had. And and then if you want to go further and say, I, I, and I wanted to get back like that or whatever, but just that expressing that gratitude can yeah. be so healing in a relationship. Hell, I think when you come to a fork in the road and you have to choose between being right and being kind, choose mm. kindness. Yes. Amen. Always. Amen. Yeah. Well said. So for anybody listening right now that's thinking, yeah, this all sounds great. But I don't have a lot of things to be grateful for right now, right? I've, I've, I lost my job and my spouse left me and my kids won't talk to me. And right, I mean, you know, there are, there are people that are, we're all suffering in different ways. We all have our own challenges. But some are, you know, I've been through periods of my life where I'm like, are you kidding me? How bad can it get? <laughs> right. Like, you know, and that for me was actually, for what it's worth, that was when gratitude was the most important, right? If that makes sense, right? That's when it was like, and, and sure. it goes back to that quote about, you know, gratitude is often easier in scarcity because you're like, but anyway, so my point is, what would you say to anyone listening or watching right now uh, who may desperately need to feel gratitude in their life and feels like there's so many things going wrong that there's nothing to be grateful for? Well, again, start at the basics. I'm breathing. You know, mm. I got to be grateful for that. I got to be grateful that these trillion cells in my body are working in harmony without me having to micromanage it. You mean, come on, there's, you know, I'm, I can walk. I mean, you, those ba those basic things are a starting point. And once you can, like, get into that, then you can find more and more things to be grateful for. The fact that you're alive, it's a miracle. It's yeah. a miracle. And to be able to be present with that and nurture that and savor it. So it helps get you, again, out of that negative spiral, you know, because the problem with the negative spiral is we ruminate. And when you ruminate in the brain, you're, it's like erosion. It's easy to go through these like neural pathways. It's like it, it digs a deeper and deeper rut. And in a way, it's comforting which for a lot of people, I, myself included, yeah. to feel bad. You know, because mm. if you've done it a lot, yeah. it's like, it's, it's it's something that you know, it's yeah. a homecoming in a way. It's something you're comfortable with, that you feel bad, you know, yeah. so I, my feelings are hurt. It's like, it's familiar. That's the word I guess I'm looking for. Yeah. And because it's familiar, it can, it can actually suck you into it. And you do it more and more. So you got to find just, again, what's beautiful about gratitude is you just got to break that pattern. Break that neural pathway, create a new neural pathway, find something that catches my eye, that 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 builds my curiosity, something that, I, that can distract me from that, that negative spiral. And, and that's a practice. It takes effort. I mean, for me, sure. beauty is a practice. Finding yeah. beauty. What is beauty? But what turns you on? Like, it could be a fire hydrant. <laughs> I mean, when I go around with my camera, I can walk in, you know, inner cities, I can walk down an alley and I can find beautiful things to film mm. that you wouldn't think would live in that world, right? It doesn't always yeah. have to be a beautiful thing like in nature, quote unquote. I can find beauty in a, in a rusted plank on a, on a garage door, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like being open to that and looking for that. And then 
you're, it, it, it really activates the brain to be present because I've got to be aware of what is it that's engaging my sensory receptors, whether it's, you know, my, my vision, my smell, my hearing, whatever that might be, right? That's what being present is about. Let, yeah. let's, let's make sure that all those sensory receptors are on and aware because I might be turned on to something I never thought I was turned on to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. For me, you, you know, you talked about finding the simple things to be grateful for. I'm taking a breath. I mean, imagine if you could attach a feeling of gratitude with every single breath you take. That's a lot of gratitude in a day, right? I don't know how yeah. many, I'd have to Google how many breaths we take, but right. It's, you know, many thousands, I guess that's a lot of gratitude, you know, and it's available. That's what's interesting, right? That's available. Literally that is available to all of us at every given time is you can be grateful for every single breath right. you take. And then you'd be grateful all day long. I know when I was in my car accident, I don't know if you know that story, but when I was 20, I was hit by a drunk driver and told I would never walk again. And I made the decision as I was in the hospital, uh, came out of the coma. And I said, if I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I will be the happiest, most grateful person that you've ever seen in a wheelchair because I'm in a wheelchair either way. And I would encourage anyone to consider whatever your circumstances are, as difficult as they might be, that choice is available to you. I will be the happiest, most grateful I have ever been while I endure the most difficult time in my life. Because what's the alternative? It's to be right. miserable while you endure the most difficult time in your life. Either way, you're enduring that time. It's just you're either going to be miserable or you're going to be grateful. And that's a choice for all of us, right? So if you're listening right now, going through tough times, yeah. I encourage you to consider making that choice for yourself. Louis, where is the best place? The film is Gratitude Revealed, fantastic documentary. Where's the best place for people to find it and how can they watch yeah. it? Go to gratiturevealed.com. And currently we're in like, you know, 15 or 20 different cities. So you can watch it in the theater or you can also watch it virtually. So when you go to the website, there'll be a button, uh, live cinema or virtual cinema, meaning you can screen it at home. Yeah. You can do it either way. Oh, that's cool. I love that they have the opportunity to see if there's a, a location. I'm going to go check and see if it's playing near me. That's awesome. The reason why I love to see it in the theater, too. One, is it's really great to see it on a big screen. Oh, sure. Because the fact that it's beautiful isn't like pretty. It's yeah. more about that's the message, okay? That I'm turning you on. I'm seducing you as <laughs> you're hearing all these words of wisdom. But but the other thing is it's building community and enabling people to come together to have a conversation mm -hmm. after the film, you mm -hmm. know, even before the film, people go, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. And so it's like bringing us back together. And I and that's a beautiful thing. And, and also it's a shared experience. You can feel the vibration in the room. People laugh and cry during the movie. Yeah. When, when, when you hear others doing that and you're doing it together. It, it it takes it to a higher plane. Yeah. Yeah. I got choked up this morning. I don't, I, I, yeah, I got choked up this morning watching it. Well, Louis, you're, you are a gift to the world, brother. Thank you for the work that you are doing. Thank you for this film. Uh, I'm so grateful Josh connected us and yeah. I look forward to uh, continuing to see what you do next. In fact, what, any exciting projects that you're working on now? Currently, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably working on the film about wonder. Just about wonder. Oh, wow. And challenging. You take one word and go make a film about gratitude. People go, what? Uh, How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm going to do one about wonder. So you're going to wonder. So fantastic fun guy, gratitude revealed. What'd you say? Yeah. I mean, wonder, wonder is the intersection between art and science. Mm. 
Fantastic. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, good catching up with you. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. Thank you so much, Louis. Okay, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 